Hello, friends. I am so excited to have a new guest with us and already feel like we've got a friendship because we're mutual friends. So we're a couple removed, which makes us just automatic friends with someone we both love. And what I really am excited about with Laura Haver today is the fact that she is a play advocate, life life design coach, much less she's an author and a speaker. So I can't wait to talk with her about um, play and what that means to advocate for play for yourself as a busy entrepreneur, working woman and a mother. And I help so many other people play that I'm like, I need help getting myself to play. So I'm selfishly asking you to become on this podcast because I want to talk to you about it, Laura. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Heather. I'm so excited to be here. And for all those of you that are listening, wherever you find yourself in that spectrum from playing a lot to, wait, I'm supposed to play. I'm just excited to share with you guys and, you know, inspire you to try even just a touch. Because the cool thing is only just a touch of play has the possibility to transform your whole week and your whole life. I love it. Okay. So of course I'm going to ask the burning question. What got you into this field of coaching kind of a play advocate and life design coach? I mean, these are all questions that I I'm dying to ask you. Well, in terms of what got me into play, I think I was just born playful. When I was a kid, my childhood nickname was play, play Maloney, my maiden name. It really was. And huh? so I just am naturally playful. So thank you mm-hmm. to my wonderful parents, you know, who gave me that space to, to play. Yes. And it's just been part of my life. But what I've noticed over time mm-hmm. is this pressure mm-hmm. to give up play, mm-hmm. to dull your light, mm-hmm. no, to not fully self-express. Don't mm-hmm. play the thing that you want to play, right? Like if, mm-hmm. especially if you get to like middle school, high school age. So I have story after story of these little moments in my life where mm. I was shut down mm. and how I learned to show up. And now it's my just ultimate pleasure to help other people mm. to do that in their lives, to learn how to go from shut down to showing up and mm. how to use play as a pathway to live oh, an intentional that. life. Hence the word advocate. Because mm-hmm. you right, have so to advocate. advocate for it, right? That's amazing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you have to advocate for yourself. Yes. Right. So I had, even as a naturally playful person, mm-hmm. I had to use all my skills and use all my studies and use all yeah. my background and training mm-hmm. again and again. And it's not something that you just get and you're solved. You got to keep doing it because you'll get it to new different levels. Right. Right. But well, it's such it, an honor to be able to do that. Yeah. I, I, I have so much value for that because it reminds me of the allegory of this book I wrote, which I do so much of my coaching around, which is about this little girl who loves her tire swing and playing outside. And pretty soon she gets too many bracelets and she has to stop playing our tire swing. It's really this allegory of just saying, we've got to find our tire swings again. And we've got to spend time under the stars to hear that voice on the wind that reminds us we don't need our bracelets. We get to actually move out into this world and remember that we once had a tire swing and we get to return to it. So that's the essence of this conversation today is all the, my listeners out there are used to this language of, finding their tire swing, spending time under the stars. And then my whole chapter book, I wrote off of this allegory, which is just this idea of how do we return to ourselves? Mm -hmm. So when I think of play, I'm thinking of time on the tire swing. It's, it's a, it's a way that we rest and restore our soul, but it's active rest versus contemplative rest, which is time under the stars. So 
tell us a little bit about what you do to jump on your tire swing or to actually well, play. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that. And first I have to say, I love that description of the tire swing and the time under the stars, because that's mm-hmm. really my thing thing too, is play and rest mm. and you need to have both. Right. right and, Cause right. if you're, if you don't have enough rest, you can't play, but you can't, you know, you need yes. to have play in order to get true, you know, inspired rest. So right. I love that. that Good. For your book. Yes. And personally, I just keep finding new avenues of play. Recently, uh-huh. I started an improv class where I, so I've been doing stand-up improv shows. I started a class for women and it's been an uh-huh. amazing avenue for them and myself to continue to laugh. Uh-huh. I mean, when you sit around with a group of adults and just laugh and laugh and laugh for yes. two hours straight. So that uh-huh. has been super fun. I love that. I actually work with a spiritual director. She says to me, I think he needs to laugh more and you have and go find improv. And I'm like, improv? Like, what? <laughs> but it's almost like a spiritual d- discipline. She's saying, go find a place to release mm-hmm. your humor and your laughter and enjoy it with other people in the room. I thought that was a fascinating thing. I still haven't done it yet, but now that you're saying that, I go, oh my gosh, you know, that's the second sign. Usually I hit that third sign. Then I go, okay, I got to go do this. All right. I'll send you an email tomorrow. I don't know if that will count. (laughs) I'll have someone from my improv crew. No. Um, Yeah. Well, you can just, this is the thing. I think one of the pieces is like looking for the signs and then taking the action step because the action step I'm sure as you know, is crucial to making it happen. So, you know, finding a friend who might want to do it with you or, you know, finding your local, improv place that gives out classes or even just attending a live show. You don't have to start performing. You can just take it in so you can find your level, you know? So I share that for people listening. If there's something that's like sparking your attention or something that you were like, like you said, this is the second time I've heard that, Yes, you know, or, and, and just letting that whisper on the wind as you call it, Yes, Yes. letting that take you into action and you Mm -hmm. can start small. You don't need to go crazy. You don't even have to start a class, but just do one thing and see where it leads you. Oh, so give us an idea of what you do as a play advocate. I do all sorts of things. I I'm really passionate about bringing play to everyone on a global scale. And I Mm. work with families and I work with individuals. Mm. Um, I support different causes like coming up, there's going to be the global school play day. So I led that. I led 800 kids in a day of play And it was really amazing just to see them interacting with things. Like I brought all this Mm. cool toys and different things on the playground to see what they would do with it. Yeah. And they would be like, well, how do you use this? And I would say, what do you think? Because there's no one way to use it and let them generate. So that's really fun. I do a lot of speaking where I get to share about the power of play, Mm. especially around my book, which we might touch about later. It's just how you can use play to transform your life and your relationships with your family, Mm -hmm. with your friends, and of course, writing. And I, you know, I I could go on for so long about this question. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Well, let's, let's pivot right over to the book now. The Power of Play. Is that the name of your book? The the book is called Play Together. Okay. And it's games and families for the whole family to boost creativity, mindfulness, and connection. Actually, I, I got that one in the wrong order there, but Yeah. So that's going to be launching early next year. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I'm very excited about it. I've been a writer my whole life and to have my, my first actual book is going to be just a real pleasure and a real, I don't know, just a life stream accomplishment. Yeah. It's a total accomplishment. Oh, congratulations. Yes. Mm -hmm. Again, um, I've written a couple books now and 
it just, it changes you. But more importantly, I'm realizing how much it creates your language for what it is you're advocating for, what it is. So for me, it's 3C living. Get Every person gets to live with uh, more clarity, more confidence, more courage. And that's really the essence of this show is how do we thrive versus just survive life? And mm-hmm. in thriving, it's this essence of learning. I get to live with more clarity. I get to live with more confidence. I get to live with more courage, which is our 3C living. So tell me a little bit about play, what play does to increase our clarity, our confidence, our courage, because that's my filter. <laughs> yeah. So it's clarity. I'm running down. Clarity, yeah. Clarity, confidence. confidence, and courage. Courage. Okay. Well, first of all, I think it's funny because my other book I'm writing has three C's. And so when I saw your three C's for a long time, I've been thinking it's so fun because mine, it's a different context, but mine is for communication for parents. Uh-huh. And so my three C's are calm, connect, and coach. Ooh, and I so love it. it's just a matter of, you know, bringing the calm to the situation, oh, connecting with your kids and then mm-hmm. coaching them. But you don't always have to coach them in the meltdown because, in fact, you can't coach yes. them in the meltdown. You yes. coach them later. But <laughs> in terms of play, bringing clarity, I think play is, like I said before, a pathway to clarity. Mm-hmm. The cool mm-hmm. thing about play is you don't have to have any clarity. Mm-hmm. You just are led by your curiosity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can try things out where there's no risk or there's very limited risk, right? So play, mm-hmm. as I define it, is something that you, it's an invitation to mm-hmm. do something for yourself for mm-hmm. the pure joy of it. I love that, which does increase your clarity, right? right. If you don't mind me interjecting that with yeah. that, because I'm finding as you're saying that you'll find that when you're working really hard at your desk and you're trying to be productive, for me, I'm realizing it feels counterintuitive, but when you can't get to where you want to go, to be able to walk away from your desk, go find your tire swing, go play, it's amazing when you return back to that project, that clarity is so much stronger and you can get past some of those barriers and those blocks that were keeping you stuck. Yep. 100%. I love it. I love the tire swing. It's just like the best visual. <laughs> well, So you're going to go do your fire tire swing, but the problem is most people don't think that that matters. They think that takes it away. Yep. Right. So they don't mm-hmm. play on their tire swing. They don't swing yeah. and you know, they don't get that increased creativity and innovation. They lose yes. their, you know, enhanced communication and their energy skills. Just, you know, those are just, yeah, just a couple small benefits. Right. Play. So eventually it does lead you to clarity, yeah. but it leads it to you in a way that is low risk and it's fun. And you just want to do it rather than like, yeah. what's my life purpose or what's the point of this? And you sit down <laughs> and you try to type it out and you're like, uh, 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 and you're just like yeah. sitting there beating your head. And instead you get light and you get movement in your body. And it's authentic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I always joke that you don't have to teach little kids to play. They know it's somewhere along the way they forget how to play, then the, the, the process of um, productivity starts trumping play. Yeah. Which is exactly my mission is to yeah. educate people yeah. on, you know, the benefits and mm-hmm. the value of play mm-hmm. so that they realize that it's worth it. You mm-hmm. know, you said it perfectly when you said that being happy and playing leads you to the success. You know, mm-hmm. it's not the work that leads to mm-hmm. the happy. It's the opposite direction. Right. Know? And right. that goes in terms of the confidence, right? For your yeah. second C, uh-huh. it is when you're playing around, like, for example, when I'm out doing improv, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I am just messing around and having fun and playing with these skills. But as I play, I'm mm-hmm. building confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I'm. I, it's like I'm doing it in a format where it doesn't feel like work. 
It just mm-hmm. is a natural consequence. So mm-hmm. you're able to learn and grow much faster rate through play when you find the right play for yourself. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm silly. I like to perform. I like to speak. I like to sing all these things, but someone listening might be like, great. Thanks ladies. You're talking about improv. I, and I asked so many people, I probably asked a hundred people to do this class. No one wants to do it. So, oh, I'm you know, terrified. I'm terrified of it. <laughs> I, buy, I can go watch it, but I don't know if I can commit to doing it, but I'm telling you, you're inspiring me because I'm like, well, maybe I'm ready. Maybe at 52, I'm finally ready to do this. You <laughs> Yeah, just go for it. And and when whoever's listening, you know, find what it is mm-hmm. for you. Like what is your mm-hmm. tire swing? Mm-hmm. You know, and a way a good place to look is like hints from your childhood. Mm-hmm. What did you find yourself doing? Yes. What did you love? I mean, yes. I loved playing Barbies when I'm a kid. I'm not suggesting that I'm gonna go <laughs> play out Barbies. But I love people. I love mm-hmm. like making stories and playing. And so that translates on the stage and talks that translates to meeting new people, yeah. you know, that translates in writing and, and being yeah. here with you and sharing with like connecting and reaching out to people. So yeah. looking for clues mm-hmm. from your past is a great mm-hmm. way to, you know, think of something new to try. I love it. Okay. And then the last C, how does it give us our courage? This one might be my favorite. <laughs> and I'm just making this up as I go, but I really feel it. Like I feel it deeply when we are able to express ourselves mm-hmm. in the way that we're meant to be expressed. Mm-hmm. It naturally gives us this courage to show up. Mm. Oh, I love that. Like when we're fully mm-hmm. being authentic, not mm-hmm. being scared of all these things going on or these mm-hmm. things you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't do that, Laura. You're too old to do that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, or you really should go work on your book or you should go do these other things. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, I'm going to go play beach tennis. So now I'm going to play on the pro tour when I'm in my forties. And I did yeah. that and you can oh, do these things, you I know? I love it. So oh. I think this courage piece is, is a really big, a big piece, a big part. I love that. And I think this is probably our time to find out. I, I think our, my podcast producer said that we share um, athletics and that we had a sport. And you asked me earlier, I said, oh, let's save it for the show. Yeah, so what I is it? You, <laughs> you just gave me a hint that yours is tennis. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So mine was softball and volleyball. So I played nice. both those of varsity in high school, loved it. And that is where I learned a lot of my not ability to play, but it really increased my confidence and courage to really go for things in life and to, to learn how to take intelligent risks everything from your body and how you engage with that to how you show up for your team and support your team and, and jump into that was really a lot of where I learned that as a younger person. But I guess I want to pivot over to this idea. Why do you think, and let me ask this, what do you think blocks are playing? That to me is the saddest thing as a coach, as I work with people. And honestly, for me, um, as my husband and I are moving into empty nest and we just launched our last kid into school, we're looking at each other saying, I think kids helped us play easily and naturally. Now it's just you and me. How do we play as adults? We don't have the excuse of kids anymore. And we literally were flying back from visiting my son at his school. And we sat, we had a five hour layover, the, the, um, playing kept being delayed. And so we sat there in the airport, started talking about what do we want to do in our empty nest? And we both said, we want more fun. We more, want more adventure because we've been saturated with so much responsibility and productivity. And 
growing our businesses and helping our clients and supporting our kids and just doing the right thing all the time that we're like, we feel almost play starved. So we're really becoming aware of that. But I want to ask you, what do you think are some of the barriers that stop us from playing? Well, that's a great question. And the number one thing, and I mentioned it earlier, is that people don't understand the value of play. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. the top piece. But then it pairs with the other piece, which is, you know, the life design part, Mm -hmm. which is living intentionally in the moment. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in creating, so for my book, each day, my boys and I created a new game that Mm -hmm. we shared on social media to inspire families to be connected, mindful, all the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just a reach out. I didn't know what I was doing with it. And so I had the structure, make up a new game, play it with the kids each Mm -hmm. day. So we had this amazing routine. So Mm -hmm. one thing I really learned in that book was the importance of our daily routine and our daily habits Mm. as it really gave us the space to make sure we do it every day. And so if we are not intentionally planning what we put into our space, we end up reacting to all the things. And oh my gosh, we know how many things come in. Emails, notifications, you know, people at the front door, deliveries. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And that's Mm -hmm. a full-time job, just managing notifications. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. being intentional and realizing the benefits Mm -hmm. and then actually putting time in. Mm, so like calendar. right now, as I was gonna say, pull out your calendar. Anyone yeah. who's listening, take a pause, pull out your phone. It's right here. Mm-hmm. Put it on there and say, okay, I'm going to spend 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Even if you're just thinking of what would, what sounds fun, what sounds interesting mm-hmm. and then plan it in once a week, plan mm-hmm. it in once a month, whatever it takes, just plan in a little something. Mm. And then give yourself structure, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what we do for people. So if you're really struggling, then then reach out and mm-hmm. find a coach or find a friend, mm-hmm. find someone who can support you in that journey. I know, Heather, you and I both love enabling people yes. to do this. <laughs> yes, yes. And we know it's easier to do it sometimes from other people with other people's help. I mean, I have a coach and I yes. love having a coach. It's amazing. Yes. I have a coach, I have a counselor, I have a consultant, I have a spiritual director, I have a team around me, Laura. <laughs> right. That's amazing. But just so I make sure to get it in, I want to touch yeah. on a couple of the benefits, okay, uh-huh. for people. So reduced stress and anxiety mm-hmm. from play, mm-hmm. increased creativity and mm-hmm. innovation, better mm-hmm. communication skills, better relationships, better quality relationships, mm-hmm. healthier mind and body, mm-hmm. more energy. I mean, the list goes on and on and it goes mm. for as an individual, as adults, there's benefits for intergenerational play, like playing with younger and older, mm-hmm. playing with mixed ages, playing with, you know, different groups of people. And the research, which I'm a total research nerd, is just mind blowing. And it's yeah. so fun to read. But then it's like, great. How do you implement it? Because yes. that's where you'll feel the difference. Oh, I love that. I love that in my work with corporate America because we can take ourselves so very seriously in <laughs> corporate America. And I I try and slip and play every now and then. Sometimes I have to make sure I do it without them knowing it <laughs> because they will say, well, how how productive is that? And how does that affect the ROI? And how does that affect our P&Ls? And all of these really important questions they're asking, and I don't mean to mock that at all because they are important questions and they mm-hmm. are feeling the pressure of their work and their business. But what we sometimes forget, and I'm going to include myself in this, is we get so focused on those important adult questions that we're really not slipping in the most really important question of self-care, which is how do we play with our team? How do we play together? How do we play on our own so that we can bring our best self to the team? 
These are all questions I'm really encouraging people to ask. And as they work with me, it's really profound for them to start realizing, okay, I get it in that allegory. So not only do I need you to help me take off some of my bracelets, I need you to help me find my tire swing today. So they'll jump right on the line to say, today, I need to talk about my tire swing. I think I've lost it. And I'm like, that's the question I want to start with. Because once we start there, we really will find your clarity, your confidence, your courage to do what you need to do. You'll have the answers within you and it'll unblock it. So I'm curious about some of the research because I too am a kind of a research nerd. What are some of the research out there that you found that that you would cite? Okay, so there's tons of research, but I have like a in like an informal research that I did, which I wanted to share. I wrote down some some numbers on this because I yeah. think it's useful in why most adults don't play. So I ran some polls in like a global Facebook group that I'm on, and I got over 500 responses from people about the number one obstacle to having fun as an adult. Because yeah. I'm most curious about the adult play. Yeah, and there isn't a, as much information on adult play, so that's a real area of interest for me. I mean, there are overall benefits, but mm-hmm. when it comes to that, so let me tell you. So for this one, the number one. Well, let me get ask you. What do you think would be the number one thing that people said was an obstacle? I don't mean time. to put you on the spot, but time. Yeah, time came in at number three. Okay, so okay. number Money. one. Money came in a little lower. I didn't I didn't okay. write that all down in my notes. I think that was like seven or eight. Oh, okay. But number one was lack of energy and health. Interesting. As an obstacle to play. Number two, not sure what to do. Number three, lack of time. And I find it really interesting mm-hmm. because lack of energy health, clearly, if you're extremely, you know, going through extreme medical things, I'm not suggesting you can run out and go play. Mm-hmm. But there is something to play that can improve your health energy. And, you know, so it's this weird, it's this thing like wherever you find yourself on the spectrum of energy and health, Mm -hmm. I would invite you to look for just tiny ways you could find a little bit of play in your day Mm -hmm. and notice as an experiment what that does Mm. to your overall energy level. Mm. I know I've worked with people who have added just a tiny bit and they, Mm -hmm. uh, they feel better in their health. Like certain people with like arthritis in their hands, they added small bits of play into their week and suddenly they're feeling better, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just amazing to see these tiny little actions have these big ripples of effects. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, Let me make sure I got those top three. You said health and lack of health, energy, Mm -hmm. lack of not knowing what to do. What was the third one? Lack of time. Time. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not sure what to do. So if you're not sure what to do, mm-hmm. that's a great place to be mm-hmm. because then you just can start trying things. And for anyone listening who's not sure, mm-hmm. you know, reach out to me. I have a, a a free playlist planner where I help. It's like a walkthrough worksheet. And it's like, what did you love as a child? What did you love? And I help people not only remember what they've liked, but then also like the intention, putting it in the planning or plan it into their week. So right. that they can have those two sides. Well, I love that you're saying this because it's exactly what my husband and I are talking about. We, you know, I could do it, call it the thrive plan daily, mm-hmm. weekly, monthly, and annual. So we tend to get focused on those annual, like we're going to go to Maui mm-hmm. and take the family to Maui or escape ourselves and go to Europe. <laughs> that would be like an annual trip. Yeah. And then maybe like a, a monthly trip might be an overnighter, a weekly, a weekly way to play might be going for a run or join a workout or yoga class. We looked at each other and said, I think we need to focus on the daily. What does it look like to daily play for 
again, personally ourselves and then together as a couple, because life starts just wearing us down. And then we're like, let's just do Netflix. (laughs) It's the only thing we can think of to play that we can enjoy Yellowstone together, which I love that show. We love it. But how do we get past that daily and do some baby steps? Well, you want to try it? Let's want a couple of questions. Like what is, okay, so let's think of your regular life and let's not even think about your, so it's your day to day. Mm-hmm. But like, if you close your eyes or if you take a minute, we can mm-hmm. have everyone do this together right now. Okay? okay. So everyone can close their eyes, let their shoulders drop, take a deep breath in, take a deep breath out. What is something you can open your eyes whenever you want, but what is something you've been wanting to do that you told yourself you don't have time for? What is something, I'm going to ask a couple of questions and then mm-hmm. you can, you know, pick one that works. What is something that keeps sort of this knocking at your brain? This could mm-hmm. be interesting. This could be, oh, I shouldn't do that. You know, you might have an immediate reaction. What is something that your your friends have done or someone that you see on social media is doing and you're like, they can't do that secretly while mm-hmm. you totally want to do mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bigger I'm already feeling small. like uh, th- for a daily, I'm going small because I've already yeah, done a lot good. of big stuff and writing Small is books. better. Small is yeah. better. So my focus is on the small stuff right now. I think just feeling that that tug to get out in nature more in the morning. Sometimes when I get out there, it's later in the day and I love it. But I'm telling you, there's something about that morning. Um, like you're kind of getting up with the dawn, you're you're out there with the, with nature kind of waking up. There's dew is still on the grass. I'm telling you, it's just so invigorating for me. And I find myself going, oh, I'll, I'll take a walk later or I'll do it a little later. But I think it's about the timing of the day of getting out in nature that is just calls to me. So I think that's my number that's, one. And then my second amazing. one, I think is, I think I want to spend some time getting my my art center up and going again. Because if it's not organized, I don't know if anyone else out there like me, I'm like, I have this idea, you know, I love painting. I'm selling a lot of my paintings now, but I feel like I've been a little out of practice with it. So you mentioned the word intentionality earlier. And I thought to be able to just sit down and do it, if I have 10 minutes to sketch out something, or if I have a couple hours to actually work on a painting, I think getting myself organized first will help me just step into that on a more daily basis. So those were two that immediately came to my mind. Yeah, those are those are beautiful. And I love that they are two different areas that you can do each day. Mm-hmm. Right. Like so yeah. I think that the art one is just a matter of clearing the space. Yeah. Like I said, you need the environmental design. You need a yep. a place that welcomes you in. Yep. To doing it. So that's something I would just try to go and clean. Or if it's a huge mess, maybe not yours, but for other people listening, I've had messes sometimes. My yeah. husband, you don't ask him about that. I'm usually pretty neat, but is creating, you know, even if you do just a little bit a day, right? Yes. Like sometimes I'll yes. clean out one drawer a week, you know, a day or a week yeah. or whatever it takes. We're all, we all have a lot of responsibilities, but mm-hmm. that's showing your intention to make space for this. And yes. as far as the nature one, yes, that one speaks to me as well. There's research mm-hmm. around that as well. Yeah. That's starting your day with the sun, you know, Ooh. getting out, getting that vitamin D exposure that that is good for your brain. It helps set your circadian rhythms. It, you know, releases yeah. your creativity into the day. So yeah. that's something you're called for. I oh, highly I love recommend that. it. Mm. And in fact, another new new research just came out last week about blue spaces. 
So I don't know. I kind of count the sky. I don't know if that counts yeah. necessarily, but that would be lakes, rivers, coastal areas Ooh. and how being around blue spaces yes. can decrease your stress and anxiety. And especially in children, they find that children that spend a lot of wow. time in blue spaces as adults will have decreased amount of wow. stress and anxiety. And, you know, clearly time in nature, there's so much about green space as well. Oh, mm. I love that. I don't have, I don't live by water. Would my pool count? I'm wondering. I'm going to count it. Okay, cool. I'm going to count I'm gonna it. I'm going to go sit there and enjoy it like it's let's the ocean. Let's just, you know, let's be inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that your main point, and I really want to stress it for everyone listening, you know, because right now, whoever's listening, you might be in the grocery store. You might be yeah. driving in your car. You might be, you know, with one headphone in, you know, yeah. like emptying out backpacks or whatever. Yeah. It's like starting small. Right, right. Because right. that way you'll actually get started, right? So even yeah. if you just like pull out... Like some people I say, just pull out your art book mm-hmm. and, you know, have your clean your paintbrushes mm-hmm. and that's it for today. Then the next yes. day you can do the next bit until that becomes your regular routine. Oh, I love it. Well, and I think it's hitting me. And this is again, where you're catching me where I'm at in my life. I, as we are moving into empty nest, my husband and I, and this, we're only our second month in. So this is why it's really fresh in my mind. If I'm not playing well, we can't play well together. So we're calling it, you know, what I've called it oftentimes is space within space between we're really feeling like, Oh, we get to actually start nurturing the space between of how we play together, but oops, I'm not really played. He's not really played. We've been so focused on working and kids that we said, we got to figure out some of our own playtime before we do the space between. So even as we're looking at space between even today, right now we're saying we're calling it massage Mondays. We're just getting massages on Mondays. And that's how we're playing right now together. We're like, we're going to go get massage Mondays. We've also hired a um, a trainer together where we start out the Monday mornings for the week. We start out with a trainer and we're doing boxing, which we're having a blast with. We're loving the boxing. But how we play together as a couple has to be nurtured by how we play on our own, if that makes sense. That's what we're realizing. Any thoughts on that, Laura? Well, playing together is always important and playing on your own as well. And Mm -hmm. I would say that would, I would have to say an either or in that case, Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's one way or the other way. Yeah. Wherever we can spark our play, Mm. that's what I focus on. Yeah. Right. So like, is my coaching background, I remember, you know, like, especially growing up, like being a tennis coach, a lot of coaches would say something I would hear them say like, don't put your racket like that or don't do that with your Mm -hmm. arm. And I'm like, you can't say what not to do. You want to say what to do. Otherwise they don't know. So wherever you find a spark, whether it's together first or individual first, I would follow that lead. I don't think there's one way to do it Mm -hmm. Mm. because play is so unique to Mm -hmm. each one of us. And I feel like if one of you lights your play spark, Mm -hmm. you'll naturally have this energy that will bring the other one too. And it's okay if you play separate mm. in a, as well for couples, you know, like yeah. my husband and I, we have a lot of fun. We do a lot of things together mm. and then we have separate interests and mm-hmm. it's really nice to have that and be able to come back and share with each other mm-hmm. and, you know, just being open and looking mm-hmm. for ways to, if you don't have the same thing, just share about it and listen mm-hmm. to each other's mm-hmm. play because in sharing the thing that lights you up, like mm-hmm. you could be like, I just went for this most beautiful walk this morning and I saw this butterfly and I couldn't believe how it hovered over the bush and, mm. you know, ex- like savoring that moment yeah, and painting the picture of it. He can know, he can then mm-hmm. feel that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can have these shared moments. 
Yeah. And what I really like that you said, and this is for all our listeners out there that might feel a little discouraged or overwhelmed or not sure where to start, especially as I looked at those three, I could identify with all three barriers, you know, the health, having the not having the health and the energy, not knowing what to do and not having the time. I just want to encourage you. I love the idea of the spark, whatever, whatever really lights your spark, you get to step into that. You get to engage that. You get to stay curious about it. You get to explore it. That in itself is part of playing. And then I liked something you said earlier. It's okay if you have to be intentional. I think I felt really silly to sit down and go, I can't believe I've lost some of my playful spirit. I've got to sit down and actually write a list. <laughs> like, where did I go? I almost felt like a failure, you know? And I realized, no, you're not. You just have been working hard. You've and your kids were naturally your spark. It, whatever stage of life they were in, they were naturally your spark. You'd play with them a lot. Now it's time for you to look at yourself and say, well, how do you like to play? What is your spark? What's the spark you want to offer? How do you want to be intentional about this on your own? And as a couple, it's a whole new paradigm shift for me. And I think that's, I think that's the hope that I love that you mentioned earlier. And I think I want to offer it to our listeners. It's okay if you have to be a little intentional. And it's okay if you lo- lose a little bit of your play streak. <laughs> You can right. go find it again. <laughs> right. And and I think it's just the way the way our society is set up right now is just that we were so bombarded, you know, like two mm-hmm. really popular books right now that are about about play. The author's previous book was about one of them was about breaking up with your phone and how like the phone gets in the way. And when she cleared her addiction to her phone, well, she wasn't necessarily addicted, yeah. but she was able then to write a whole book, The Power of Fun. And I'm talking about Catherine Price. She's an amazing oh, author. Yes and advocate for fun. And also Eve Rodsky, she wrote about fair play, about the balance of mm. tasks at home and the balance mm. between men and women. And then her follow-up book is Unicorn Space, which oh. is about fun and <laughs> bringing that it. fun and sharing it with other people. So, you know, we're mm. wherever you are, don't like, don't beat yourself up. It happens to me. Mm-hmm. I sometimes get in the go, go, go with my deadlines, with my illustrations, with my editor for my book. Yes. And luckily, you know, I've have these tools Mm-hmm. that I've used to plan it in. And mm-hmm. so what if you have to be formal, like you said, but yes. you know, just being okay with where you're at, accepting it. And then how can you add a touch more oh. and how can you make it small and doable mm. and invite others in to join you? I love it. What's some of your intentionality and in play on a daily basis? Well, I love starting the day with a little dance party with my kids or just... <laughs> You know, that's with them mm-hmm. for me. You know, creativity is a huge mm-hmm. source. You know, I know you mentioned your art studio. I recently started to do art myself mm-hmm. and do this um, journaling and mm-hmm. collage art. And it's like really fun. You can do this mm-hmm. thing, eco printing. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's so cool. You can go pick flowers. Like I have a lot of flowers out, out my yard. And then you can make these handmade journals. And then you can fold, you can like break the flowers into your journal and you can steam it and then you remove the petals and they leave imprints on your journal. Wow. It's amazing. And so I learned that from an artist and she's going to be featured in one of the games in my book even, which is so fun because she just inspires play. Like she brings play to her art. So it's really fun. I love that. And I was scared to do that. I want to mention that for everybody. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm not an artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? But I never had so much fun. I have a reel that I made of me like putting the flowers together. Even making the reel for me was yeah. so fun. Yes. Because I was like, 
this playful expression, you know, Mm -hmm. this artistic outlet and creativity is one of the ways that you can have stress leaving your body, like creativity, Mm. laughter, connection, movement. Well, I love that. I love that because I think if we have good guides, they allow us to risk. Like for you, I would totally take an improv class from you. Now, after talking to you like this, I went into the conversation like, oh my goodness, that's my biggest fear. I don't ever want to get up. I mean, here I get up for a living, but to get up to try and secure a laugh, that to me feels terrified. But now I'm listening to you and I go, oh, I'd do it with Laura. I'd totally sign up if it was Laura. (laughs) So I think it's that idea of how we risk in safe community is is very important for us as adults. And that's the other thing I want to just encourage people. It's okay. Maybe your antenna is going off that this person isn't a really safe guide to step into whatever, a yoga class or a, an art class or something like this. They're, they're using shame or they're using some other tactic that makes you feel really insecure about risking. I've coached people out of classes. <laughs> like literally, go fire that teacher. Go fire that prof. That is not someone you ever have to go fire that doctor. You never have to encounter any form of shame when you're trying to risk or you're trying to get knowledge. So listening to you, I'm like, oh, that's okay. That if we get, if we want to step into it, we get to choose the people that we want to step into it with, whether they're a guide or a friend or a peer or on our own, you know, you're our own best friend, how we step into that and who we step into is equally important. Yeah. 100% find your community (laughs) and enter into it. The, one of the key things of play is it's free will, right? Mm. So you're doing it of your own accord and you're doing it for no reason other than the sake of doing it. Yeah. You know, like even when I do improv, I'm not trying to make someone laugh. If I think that, I will be like, <laughs> but I'm just doing it for fun. And so if I'm oh. just showing up in a playful spirit, yeah. When I'm on stage, you know, at at shows at the actual theater, yes. if I'm having fun, they're gonna have fun watching me. Oh, I love that. Okay. So yeah, you're talking to an achiever. So automatically I'm thinking, what do I have to achieve? <laughs> I got to get them to laugh. That's right why on. I loved it as yeah. like a, as a, you know, yeah. a super athlete background. I'm like, this is great. I don't have to win anything. There's no competitions. Yes. Right. And so don't put that pressure on yourself. Right. You know, I'm telling that to me and all the other people yeah. listening that have this lifetime of that. Right. And that's the same thing when I get up and speak, I just get to enjoy the people in front of me. That's really my only focus. It's not to have some kind of transcendent experience. It's just to simply enjoy each other in the room. Once I say that to myself, I'm able to enjoy my whole speaking experience. So I love that thought of taking the pressure off yourself and not putting the pressure onto you. Same thing with art. You know, that pressure of it has to look like whatever, Monet or Van Gogh or someone. (laughs) My goodness. No, it does not. The, The art experience gets to just simply be enjoyable and fun without the critique. So if you have someone in there who's critiquing it, you just lost the fun. Go enjoy your art because it is really close to your heart, but go enjoy arts any kind of way of form to let yourself just to stay curious about what you're exploring and what you're able to express in that art. But it's not it's not for the purpose to have some kind of product at the end that you that you want to sell. <laughs> That's never right. it. <laughs> yeah, you just do it for the sake of making art. Yes. And that's it. And I think if we can give ourselves the permission mm. and the space to say that's worth my time, mm-hmm. 
you'll just, you'll see this amazing, you know, bouquet forming around you as you do it. And that's my experience with person after person, Mm -hmm. you know, working with people one-on-one, working with people in my author mom's community, working with people, you Mm. know, out in the life on stages. And it's just so fun to hear. So if anyone has, if anyone tries it, reach out. I'd love to hear your stories Mm. and your wins or any blocks. It just, I'm so passionate about inspiring people to, you know, approach the idea of play and bring just tidbits into their life. I love hearing, you know, Mm. your, your wins or your struggles. So anyone feel free to connect with me. Oh, I love that. Uh, for a while, I was working with a lot of uh, working moms and the exhaustion, the fatigue, when they would come into any of my retreats or workshops I would do, I would always start it with art and kind of modeling for them how to start playing. But one of the things I would talk about is this idea of getting me retreats in. And I remember one woman, I still remember her razor head going, am I allowed to do that? <laughs> and a me retreat is this idea of taking yourself away for a couple of days on your own me retreat to go play, and do whatever you want. The only rule is you you don't do anything you have to do. You only do things you want to do. And that's really how we have defined playing as adults now. Just something you want to do. You don't have to do. And then get rid of the critic, the inner critic, the outer critic. Get rid of those critics that are wanting to critique why you're doing something or how you're doing it. Love it. Absolutely (laughs) love it. And I will take it a step further and I would invite everybody to have a little me time each day. Mm. It's a super challenge. even two minutes of me time when you need to start making dinner, kick Mm. back and daydream for a minute. Mm, Love that. Love that. Wow. I can't believe how fast this time goes, Laura. I feel like we could chat about this and get inspired with our playtime. It's a form of playing for me to be able to talk about this. So thanks for Mm. spending time with me today. Oh no, it was my pleasure. And Mm. thank you so much for inviting me and for everybody listening, you know, just, know that you're you're doing an amazing job wherever you are at mm. and you know play is a welcome path for you and you know even just a teeny bit you know you don't have mm. to start big i can just repeat that over and over keep yeah. it simple keep it small yes i love that well one of the questions i love to end with is what is your morning ritual kind of hinted at it earlier but one of the things i have found with people i work with all over the world that are doing great things with their lives. They usually have some sort of morning ritual. So I don't even ask anymore. If you have one, I just start asking people, what's yours? Because I love hearing it. So what's your morning rituals? Well, it's so funny when you were saying that morning nature bit, because I was thinking that's what I love to do. I love Mm -hmm. to wake up, go Mm -hmm. outside. If I can go for a run or a walk, Mm -hmm. if I don't have space because of like the kid's schedule, Mm -hmm. then at least go outside and like look at some nature or even from the window if it's cold for people that don't, you know, live in different cold places, like centering. But even before that, just a moment of gratitude Mm. in the morning. Like I have this game I created in my book, which is called Gratitude Detectives. And it's where you need to look for something new. Mm. each day to be grateful for. So I do it before bed with the kids, but I like to do it in the morning myself as well. And the key is finding a new thing because Mm. it's forming your skill of filtering the world through Mm. eyes of gratitude. Mm. So I do that. And then I do a morning sun salutation, kind of like stretches and yoga, a little yoga poses. I do a little um, center channel meditation, visualization, And when I can, I find time to journal and then I have a glass of water or two to start the day. Mm. And then I welcome 
the kids and my husband, you know, I say good morning, glory or good morning, sunshine. And I make sure to give them a welcome. Hello. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. That is just very inspiring. And even Oh, and I want to add one more piece. This piece is maybe the most important piece, which I want to forget, is I set a daily intention Mm. each day fresh for that day. Oh, I love that. Mm. Love that. What's your intention for today? So for today, it was for creative expression Mm. and service. So I noticed I've been getting a lot of input of information. I attended this conference this weekend and Mm. I've been getting a lot in. And mm. I was noticing it was time to start getting some out, right? So mm. in some writing and some mm-hmm. artistic, you know, drawing mm-hmm. and even sharing here today, yeah, you know, sharing and getting something out because it's important to pay attention to both directions. Oh, I love that. What you give out, what you take in. I love that. So wow. yeah, thank you so much. We could, I feel like we could talk forever and we could. it's been a real pleasure. We could do a 3C living conference and your 3Cs and my 3Cs. <laughs> And we have to have me time, right? Like the whole me time will be many breaks. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, again, thanks so much for your time. And I'm just going to leave it with our listeners saying, go play, go find something to do that makes you smile. that makes you chuckle. That makes you kind of feel young again. And in a good way, feel feel young in a good way. Like you just jumped on your tire swing and it reminded you of something you loved in your childhood. We're just both cheering you on as you find your clarity, your confidence, your courage, and move into a life of thriving, not just surviving, but a life of thriving. Take care, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We'd love a review. Helps us out quite a bit. Wherever you are, just drop a review, and you can find out more at heatherpenny.com. Cheering you on.